What is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 13 of the Fit Alpha Female podcast. We are your motherfucking hosts, Alicia Sayak and Sarah Schumacher. Woo! Woo! And guys, I'm so fucking excited. Like this officially, this week's podcast is going to be like our first official, like I would say like quote unquote business one, so to say, um, you can take this in a lot of different directions for sure. Um, but mainly we're going to be going over a really freaking awesome question, um, that we got, we both posted a question box on our Instagram stories this past week. And we got a really insightful, um, question from someone. And we thought that making this just a whole freaking podcast episode, uh, would be super beneficial. And just because like, we have a lot to say about the topic. And so for all of you people who, are aspiring coaches, really want to get into coaching, um, even just, I feel like there's just going to be a lot of like advice and nuggets in terms of like career path and like, especially starting your own business in general. And so this episode is for you. So Sarah got this question on her question box. And so Sarah, um, read it off. And then we're gonna just gonna go right into it, I guess, like we always do. Yep. Guys, this is like, I'm so glad that this person asked it the way that she did, because like, I I didn't even know that we would want to where we would be so excited to talk on this topic, because it, it is like something that Alicia and I have talked about forever. And like, just like the fact that like, we've both been through it. And so <laughs> the question is, what was it like transitioning from a commercial gym to becoming a coach, like an online coach um so I yeah it's the best topic because we both have such different experiences with it and such different like struggles that we went through (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say we both got fucked and so we're here we know this okay low-key guys like we know this person we're pretty good friends with this person um this person yeah that's all I'm gonna say actually for purposes but anyway so we are able to relate to this person and the experiences that they may or may not go through while making this transition and so we want to give some insightful in kind of just our experiences first as we both went through this um like you guys know like Sarah and I used to work at the same gym together Um, And so like we went through the same shit because obviously it was with the same um, company, but yet we both had like different experiences going out of it because I left the commercial gym, I would say what, like two or three months before you, Sarah? Yep. Yeah. And so I ended up leaving first um, and then Sarah left after a few months after me. And I would say Sarah got it much fucking worse than I did. Um, And so we're just going to basically like, we looked at that question and we're like, Hey, like, why don't we just make a, a podcast episode about like, okay, if you want to get into coaching, um, this is both like our, our journey and kind of how, what we would recommend where and how for you guys to start. And then especially if you do want to like eventually have your own business, um, have your own clientele, um, this is what we personally did. Um, and I think it's going to be super cool because Sarah and I both came from a place where we had no business, we had no money, we had no clients, we had no big Instagram name, like we literally have both started from the from ground zero, and built um, our clientele as as we, you know, went along. And we're still like, so fucking young, like, that's the amazing part about it. I always saw like a, a big limiting belief, I'll say right off the rip, is I always looked at people, um, especially like, I would say, like, in person trainers who, who had their own business and stuff. And I would look and be like, damn, like, 
they're telling me it took them like 20 years or like 10 years to like go full time into coaching or to really build up their roster. And I was like, no fucking way. Like, holy shit, this is, this could take me a really long time. But I think the benefit we have now, you guys, is social media. We have like such a big opportunity right now. And so that's why we're super excited just to give you guys kind of the insight because we're average. Sarah and I are quote unquote average girls. Like we're average. We're small town people. Like we didn't have a rich family. We didn't have an upbringing or anything like that. Like I express that so much to people. Like we started, we put in the motherfucking work, we put in the time and now we want to give our tips and like resources to you guys, which damn, like that's actually worth a lot of money, Sarah. Like literally, uh, that honestly, though, it is. I, yeah, <laughs> I've spent a lot of fucking money on mentors, you guys. And so that's another thing we'll get into. Um, but we're super freaking excited to get into this. And so I guess where we can start, Sarah, is I, we should both start on like how we both got into coaching because Sarah and I are so different in terms of like our education. And this again is going to come down to like the person too, because there's different routes that you can take to get into coaching. And I don't think there's a right or wrong way. Yep. Yeah. I totally agree. Like, like you literally just said, there's no right or wrong way. Um, it's just like, I mean, I feel like the way that I did it was best for for me and the way that you did it was perfect for you. So Mm -hmm. my, um, I going out of high school, I knew I wanted to go to college and I knew, um, that I was going to go into like, okay. I was planning on being a pilot guys. That's so bad. Like, fun, <laughs> fun story. But um, I decided that um, I wanted to, you know, pursue um, the degree of exercise science. And so I did that. I got my degree in like three years or something. But um, I did not know what I could do with that degree. Um, and a lot of people told me that it was just a stepping stone degree. And I was just kind of like, after I did, I was just kind of like, uh, that was kind of dumb. Like I should have gone like Alicia's way, but at the same time I learned a lot. I made a lot of friends. Um, I experienced shit that I needed to experience. Um, but, uh, basically I think in my last couple months of college, I started working at a commercial gym. I thought I had finally made my big break. And then I was like, really really a freaking official like coach I was like dang like I'm pretty like I'm young and I'm like getting into this I'm like this doesn't happen and so starting at this gym loved it um you know learn I think the main thing is I got experience so young and I think that is like if you'd get anything from you know this intro part is you need to have experience in person in order to be a good coach overall, because that's where I learned all of my, you know, you know, things that work that didn't work. Um, Just like really basic stuff was just like really hammered into me. So I was like, I'm really glad that I experienced that and got to experience the relationship with clients. Um, But when it came down to it, I felt very limited. um, When it came money wise, Um, there was a cap at how much I was making per hour and therefore um, my salary at the end of the year, you know, was only at this one certain amount. And then you got to keep in mind, like there's clients that don't show up for their sessions. So then you don't get paid for that. So many things went into it. So 
there'd be weeks where maybe you only worked 15 hours, you know, of, you know, 30 or 40. And that really also messes with it. So you're very, very capped um, in that sense. And um, I mean, there's definitely was seasons where we didn't have a lot of clients because like you get more clients during one season and others. So it was very hit or miss. And I started feeling stuck. I started feeling like, okay, well, what now? And that's when um, I think I, that was like when I met Alicia, like when I knew of Alicia, um, I just, we weren't in the same, you know, actual like physical gym. Um, But once we were in the same physical gym, we chatted a lot on like business stuff because um, like I knew that she was pursuing it. And I was like, that's super freaking interesting. I'm like, cause personally, I did not know that um, online coaching was a thing. And I thought like online coaching was only for people that, um, you know, were like selling like six week programs and making like booty guides and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, those are just like for people that like have had, you know, their business forever and all that stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, good luck, Alicia. But I mean, I'm curious to see how it goes. And I was just like, I, it's not possible because I don't think I can physically do that because it's, again, it takes like what, 15, 20 years for a lot of these people. And I was like, uh, yeah, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, she left and I saw that she was thriving and I was getting sick at this gym and I was kind of just like, what now? And, you know, Alicia's like, yeah. I was like, Girl, dude, you need to leave. <laughs> I was like, dude, like... <laughs> come down the street to the other gym. I was like, please. <laughs> yeah, I knew it though. But once I, I <laughs> yep. Once I left, I felt my, like I, that was, I would say like the beginning of becoming who I am. Like I was really starting to realize like, wow, uh, that was a toxic, you know, space. Um, you know, I wasn't getting paid for my quality of training because I would say I was a bomb ass freaking trainer and I was told that, but then when it came, (laughs) when it came to me asking for a raise, they didn't give it to me. And that's when I was like, yeah, that's bullshit. And then they gave the raise to the other male trainer guys that, um, was only there for like a couple (laughs) months. I was like, are you? No. Okay. I didn't fucking know this. Holy shit. Yep. I gave it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Not Cause I left and he, and he was gonna, and I left and he was gonna, but then they gave him a raise and I was just like sitting there at my new job. And I was like, interesting how that works. It's fine. We're making more money now though, than they could have ever offered. So that's cool. You know, not to be like too cocky, you guys, but yeah, I have a lot of shade when it comes to this just because of our experience. But anyway, okay. So yeah, no, that's interesting. Like that's, oh, cool. Like I love this because I'm like, damn, my journey is so different. Like, okay, guys, I agree with Sarah, like, especially, um, okay. At the end of the day, first, if you're like not, if you're a little bit older than us, like it's fine. Like you're not missing out on opportunity, but I agree with Sarah when she said, like, if you're young, um, and you're listening, especially to this podcast right now, and you really want to get into coaching, like get experience ASAP. Um, I started my fitness journey when I was 16 years old. Um, and then I got like my first like personal trainer then. Um, and then what I did was 
right when I turned um, like 17, 18, and I was um, a senior in high school, I actually went, it was when I was 17, I started shadowing a gym um, and I started shadowing the manager and the trainers there. So I wasn't certified yet because you have to be at least like 18 to get your certification. Um, and so I just went in and I asked them and they already knew me kind of cause I got training from them, but I was like, Hey, like I'm really interested in coaching. I'm really passionate about it. Um, and like, I want to learn more. And so I think just putting yourself out there and my school, it was cool. Like we had like a power hour or like three hour as um, seniors and juniors where you could go and like shadow other jobs and shit. So I used that. And for an hour, um, five times a week, I would go to the gym and I would shadow with the trainer. So right off the rip there, I was already kind of seeing how the sessions were going, um, what coaches kind of did. And I was like, oh, this is, this is freaking awesome. I love this. Like it's, it looks pretty lit. Um, and then right when I turned 18, then um, 18, 19, I went and like got my certification right away. And so for me, um, I graduated high school. And so I, I went to college at first and I was going to pursue exercise science, dietetics. And then I was also minoring um, in business. And then on top of that, I just got my certification um, to like be certified as a personal trainer. So then I could start training people in a gym. That's literally all you need, you guys. I think that's another big misconception is people think they have to have a four-year degree to go train in a commercial gym. Um, and that's the furthest from the truth. You can easily go online, get your certification, um, and then start working with it right away. And so for me, you guys, um, I was big into social media ever since I started my fitness journey when I was 16. And so I was already following a lot of fitness people. Um, podcasts were starting to come out and I was like really listening to um, a lot of fitness people and like new like online like entrepreneurs. It was really starting to get hot into the space of like online fitness coaching. I would say when I was like 17, 18, it was really starting to get popular. And so for me, um, I kind of just got that education and kind of that experience where I just started becoming aware that that was an option for coaching, that it wasn't just going and being an in-person um, trainer in a gym, you know, and that's what a lot of people think, because I knew I wanted to get into fitness, but then a limiting belief was like, oh, like coaches can only make this much money or as a trainer, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. And for the rest of my life, I'm going to have to work 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., have a random two to three hours off and then go back to the gym, you know, from like four to 6 p.m. And that's just my life. And I'm going to be capped at what, like $16 an hour, which is considered really, really, really good for a trainer um, for, for most commercial gyms. Like we live in the time that we're recording this right now, like I live in like the Midwest and that's like considered very, very good for the gyms here. I know it's, it's different in places. And so for me, it was like, okay, I can only make this much. Um, but as a college student, I was like, Hey, like, this is pretty cool. I'm going to go get my degree, do this and this, and then work as a trainer. And so I worked as a trainer at the gym for three months, you guys, three months. And then what started happening was um, I got like the opportunity for like a promotion as um, a manager at the gym. So if you do stay with commercial gyms, I want to make it pretty clear for the vast majority of them. I'm sure it's not for everyone, but for commercial gyms, um, you can either, like Sarah said, get a raise, which at the end of the day, the gym, the gym needs to make profit. So they can only give you like so much of a raise, or if they're just being really stringy with their money, they're probably not going to give you that much of a raise. Um, and then the only other option there is to get promoted to a management position um, and be like a manager and oversee things and do a lot of like sales. That's honestly the only way you're going to move up and make more money. Um, and even that based on management 
is based on sales. And so your job and your paycheck is very um, determines on the sales that you make. So I literally was just like, fuck yeah, like I'm going to go and be this manager at this gym. I'm 19 years old. Holy shit. I could go super far in this company. Um, I started like learning about online coaching and stuff. But then again, like Sarah, I was like, I don't know, like if I could do that, maybe, you know, I could, I could stay with the commercial gym, do in-person and then have some online clients. And it could be like the fun little side thing that I do. Um, and so I went into management position and I fucking hated it. You guys, holy shit. It was the worst experience ever. I will say, um, I learned, I enjoyed learning about the business side of running a gym and like, um, it, it was good, like experience wise for like learning that. But the main issue was um, I was 19 years old. Like I said, I didn't get any sales training and they wanted me to sell like these like $5,000, $7,000 packages. And the worst part about it, you guys, which I could have fucking did, but the worst part about it was I was selling these packages to then give these clients to other trainers um, that I wasn't necessarily happy about, or I just didn't want to give those clients away. Cause I was like, for me, I was like, I love being a coach. Like I want to work with these people. And it, instead it was like, oh, I'm going to give you to this trainer when again, not to sound cocky, but I'm like, I know that I'm a better trainer or I know that they would enjoy training with me more, you know, that at the end of the day, what it was, what happened. And for that reason, I could not sell a fucking package. Cause I was like, fuck, I don't believe in our product. And if you don't believe in your product, you guys, or your services, you are not going to sell. Um, that's a whole other different, you know, topic we could even go into. Um, but just regardless for me, I hated it. Didn't like it. Did it for like, for like, I think I did it for a while, like what, like four or five months or so. And then I literally told oh, yeah. my next manager, I was like, dude, I fucking hate this. Please put me back to a trainer. And he was like, you realize you're going to make less money as a trainer. And I was like, well, technically I'm actually not because I'm not getting any sales. So my paycheck sucks anyway. So I'm like, just put me back to a trainer, move me to a gym. And I was like, and I knew that Sarah and like these, I heard Sarah was at 45th um, with another manager there. And I was like, they seem like they're dope as hell. Send me to 45th. This is the perfect opportunity. Um, and then by that time I went there, did some training again. And then just long story short, like I think the biggest pivotal moment for me was by that time, you know, I was what, maybe like getting close to being like 20 years old, like 19, 20 years old. Um, I've been on social media since again, I was 16. So about four years now, I was learning a lot more about online coaching through podcasts and shit like that. And um, for me, I was like, damn, like, I really want to get into online coaching. Like I have people DMing, starting to DM me a little bit on Instagram. It wasn't much, you guys, but it was like people here and there, like, yes, we love your content. I want to work with a coach, this and this. Um, and for me, I was like, dang, like, what if I just went all in with this and I just like fucking just did it, you know, and just saw it and actually really just tried. But the one thing I did knew, no, was um, I needed to like have a mentor and have guidance in doing that because I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I knew that there was a lot when it went into online coaching and I'm like, I'm completely lost. And so right around the time that I went back to being a trainer at the gym, um, I started like working like three other jobs, you guys. Um, and this was like right before COVID, like three other jobs. Um, I invested into like my first mentor um, and then a kind of, you know, like the, I'll always say that the benefit of it all was that COVID happened um, and then everything kind of just shut down. And that's when I really had the amazing opportunity 
to go full into my business, my online business, because there was absolutely nothing else for us to do as in-person trainers, right? Um, and so kind of just summarizing it up, you guys, I ended up leaving college after a year and a semester. Um, and I just told my parents, hey, like, I don't see the benefit in doing exercise science full time. Every single person I've talked to that has went and gotten their degree has told me like they, they made good memories in college. It was nice. But if you want to go specifically for coaching, um, it was a waste of time and they wish that they wouldn't have did it. <laughs> and then for dietetics, I was like, hey, I don't want to work in a hospital. I don't want to work with old people. No offense if you do. For me, I'm like, I just want to help people be healthy, you know, feel good about themselves. I can do that by becoming a nutritionist. This is a waste of money. I was going to a private college, you guys. I was paying up the ass in like, you know, fees and everything and, and college student loans. So I was like, this isn't worth it. And then a business class. I'm sitting there like, yeah, I want to start my own business. And the biggest thing, the only thing they could tell me was how to be a good manager or how to manage employees. And I was like, bitch, no, like I want to learn how to start my business. But none of the professors had actually started their business because why would they be working at a college if they did? Right. And so I was like, this is a waste of time, too. I would much rather invest my money into mentors who have done exactly what I want to do and spend all my money there rather than going to college and then over degrees that are not going to benefit me and listen to people who have not obviously, you know, started and ran million dollar companies, you know? So for me, I was like, fuck it. I'm done with college. I'm going to leave. <laughs> I finished out the semester. Um, I left and then I continued working three jobs. And then eventually I left the gym, went and started my own thing. Um, there's a lot of details, obviously I could talk about this all day. And then that's kind of just how I got started and all of it too, was just taking the leap of faith and, and leaving, you know? And that's scary guys. That was honestly the transition I can say for both of us, the first like two, three months after making that big decision is the scariest because there's a lot of unknowns and like, there's just a lot that you really have to grind and at the same time you really have to believe in yourself and like believe in your product and then you know really figure things out on your own and it's scary because you're taking a chance on something super big um but I would say it's the most worth thing like worth it thing I've ever done like when I was talking about leaving um you know my second gym that I was working at I was telling Alicia I was like oh yeah I'll just kind of go like part-time like with you and then I'll probably just find another part-time job you know just for security and Alicia's like yeah no fuck that <laughs> she said it on her Instagram story I, I listened to Sarah's Instagram stories I, I Sarah's Instagram stories are fucking awesome and I listened to it and she literally said that she's like I'm moving here and like I'm gonna get this part-time job and work for Alicia and this and this and I was like this bitch I'm like she doesn't even know <laughs> I was like, you just wait and see. But no, like literally that was when we first started together. But no, I think that's like a super big thing. That's actually a really big topic though. When you, when you make that transition to even just go into coaching and stuff, um, it's, it's the scariest thing ever. Um, I mean that wholeheartedly, like right now, even, um, I don't think that those nerves like necessarily ever really go away. Um, I think for me, it's always like worrying about the next thing and worrying, like, even once it goes good, you guys, you still worry. Like for us, things are going really, really fucking well, but I still worry where I'm like, damn, like, you know, because this is the thing, like when you start off, um, you're going to have everyone tell you like, oh, coaching, you can't make a lot of money doing that. Or like, oh, like starting your own business for me, it was like, 
oh, do you think like most businesses, they fail within the first five years? Like, oh, like you don't have, for me, you guys, I left college. I told my parents, hey, I'm going to go start my own business. I had no money, no clients, no product, no nothing, nothing. And I told my parents like, hey, I'm going to go start this business. Like, I'm like, damn, like they must've been freaking terrified. You know, you might even have like, I was very blessed to where my parents were very supportive and they were like, yes, like go, go ahead and do this. Like you need to try it. You need to go all in. You've been saying this since you were 16. Like you need to go and do it. Like, I'm pretty sure they knew I was eventually going to leave college. Um, but I know for some people they might not get that, you know? And I had a lot of friends, you know, quote unquote friends that were like, oh, like fitness, like you can maybe have that be your like part-time thing. Or like, are you sure you can really do that full-time? I still get family members who are like, oh, like, you know, even right now, like you're working a lot. Like I had a family member just the other day be like, wouldn't you rather stay at like this amount of money for the business? And then you just don't have to work as hard, you know, rather than like, obviously if you make more money, you have to like, you know, do this, this, and this, and you're going to have no time to spend with family, friends, you know, this, this, or this. And I was just like, it's just such bullshit. Like for them, you have to be aware of like your perspective and your beliefs and your mindset, because everyone and their mom is going to give you their opinion when you're starting off. And especially once you make the transition, if you are going from a commercial gym to your own business, if you had nothing like Sarah and I had the first couple of months, even this, like, it, dude, and it, I was just thinking about this other day. I'm like, it hasn't even really been a full year since we've started the business. And I'm just like the Which first couple insane. years. Yeah. The first year, especially um, first few months though, are the most scary because you don't have the revenue coming in. Um, for me, the first couple months, like I told you guys, I was working three jobs. Like I didn't give a fuck how long it was going to take. And I still think about this to this day. If we lost everything, I would go back to working three jobs right away. And I would start funding the business. For me, it was the belief in myself to be like, I don't care that I don't have clients and I don't have product and I don't have money. I'm going to figure it out anyway. I'm going to make it happen. I don't fucking care how long it takes. Like I will have my own business. I will make this business work and I will continue to put in the work and do whatever the fuck it takes. And that's the exact mindset you have to have, especially if you're going to be going into coaching yourself because the market is competitive. The market is saturated for sure. And it, you need to stand out and be confident in yourself as a coach because if you don't have a strong work ethic, you don't have the compassion, you will not make it, period. That is so true. Like, just like thinking back, like, you, uh, Alicia, I couldn't, I just, I just love you. You're <laughs> just like looking back, like your grind and your passion showed all over your social media and that like what gravitated me towards you. But guys, like Alicia was so so freaking hesitant to add on a coach she thought that she was going to do this all by herself grow you know up to a million dollar company whatever all by herself and she was I think she was telling me that she was telling her mentor because he's like yeah you need to add someone on and she's like no uh-uh <laughs> like that's not possible and looking back and just like thinking like I think we've been working together for maybe if that's six months yeah and we've grown yeah. like two three times oh, since yeah. we had our first conversation yeah I know <laughs> I know that's the awesome thing about it because that's another thing like 
it's hard for you to like look back and appreciate how far you've come because you're always going to be pushing for like the next thing and the next goal. Um, but if we look back to like where we were in like, you know, April slash like May, it was like, holy fuck. But that's another thing too. Um, but the biggest thing here, you guys too, um, the biggest thing that's helped me and that for me, my, my biggest goal from the beginning is I always try to um, live my life with urgency. And I think this is especially important for coaches, especially if you want to get into coaching, because Sarah and I get it all the time. We get DMs all the time. I want to get into coaching. I want to start my own business. I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, and it's just like, I'm like, cool. Like, why haven't you started? Or like, what are you doing right now to get you to that goal? And it's like, oh, I'm going to wait until X, Y, and Z. I'm going to wait till I get certified, bitch. Before I got certified, I was taking on clients for free, like a hundred percent free. And I was like, even before, like if you're a coach right now and you work in a commercial gym and you want to go online, start taking on clients for free. What your ego's too big. You think that you should get paid X, Y, and Z like, no. And especially for a lot of coaches going into online, you get a fuck ton of imposter syndrome because now you have to get your own clients. Now you have to do everything yourself. Whereas commercial gym, Sarah and I got all of our clients handed to us. That's the benefit of the commercial gym is like, that's why it's good in the beginning. Cause you can strictly focus on coaching, right? You don't have to focus on the marketing, the sales, getting the clients. That's why we love to have people start, you know, just a little bit of in-person, even if you just have a couple clients or something, um, it's good to get that. And then once you have that down, it's like, okay, now you have to get the clients yourself, do this and this. And you have all that imposter syndrome that comes up because it's like, fuck, I didn't have to worry about this before, you know, and am I good enough to do this, this and this. And so if you're new, like, first of all, making the transition out, start taking on clients for like a hundred percent free or do it for very, very low cost, just so you can start getting them those wins and like transformations, you know? Um, so that's like yeah. the biggest thing that I did was that. And then also, um, for me again, I wanted to save time. Like I didn't care that I was 19, 20 years old. I was like, I want to save time. So that's why I went out and I, I hired mentors right from the get-go guys. I remember I hired my first mentor when I was like 19 years old and I literally saved up this money myself and it was a group program. And I remember on the call, they had to take a $670 payment over the phone. And I gave him my card and my card was declined. Like it was the scariest moment of my life. I'd never like been charged that amount of money. I was like, holy shit. But I listened and I, I knew I needed this program, right? And so I made it happen. Didn't tell my parents, didn't tell anyone. I did it all self-fund right now, like to this day. Oh God, by the end of the year, <laughs> I'm just like by next, by the end of the year, you guys, holy shit. I just think about all the money I, I've invested into mentors. And again, like for me, I'm such a big believer in it because it's going to help you save time and grow. For me, like I'm getting to the point where I, I'm very much so near like investing over six figures into mentors. That's crazy to say for me right now, but I've done it. And I'm like, look at how far we we've come. Like I'm not going to boost. And I don't want to say this to brag or anything, but I want to say this for the new coach that wants to come in. Like by the end, especially like, you know, my goal for myself by, you know, before I turn 23 is for our company to be over like a million dollars in revenue. Like that's been our goal from the get go. We want to serve over a million women. We want to be multiple, like a millionaire company. And by even the end of this year, we are, we're already way past like six figures in revenue. You guys, like we're fucking killing it. Like we're doing very, very well. And again, I'm not sharing the numbers to, to boast us or anything like that. Um, I'm sharing it to say that it's possible. We started this business like less than a year ago and going into online coaching, going into that space, you can make a lot of money. 
Um, biggest thing to get started though, is I would say hiring the mentors and also just starting and not just trying to keep putting it off. Yep. I think the mentor part is probably the biggest thing that um, new coaches need to take from this because I don't have a lot of experience in like investing in mentors, but like you were my mentor in that sense, because I was going to you when I was, you know, starting my whole like business journey and stuff. Yeah. And that made the biggest difference for me. And it also makes you feel way less alone and it saves you a ton of freaking time. And at the end of the day, it's going to save you money regardless of if you're, you know, investing financially into them but honestly like find somebody that you look up to um ask questions ask questions you know if you need to invest into them invest into them especially if you um click with them and their um like the way that they grow their business and the way that they you know are on social media like that's a big thing because like if you relate to them um it's going to be a lot easier to I don't know, a lot easier to start growing in the way that they're growing. It's going to be a lot easier to, you know, feel less lonely and keep going because I think that's like another thing you feel really alone. Um, I mean, even if you do have mentors, but like you feel really alone, you know, starting a business by yourself. Yep. hundred percent. No. And the biggest thing I would say too, when it comes to mentors is, um, doing your research and making sure that you're choosing the mentor that fits your personality. I would say that's kind of a, a big mistake that I made in the beginning was um, I, I wor- I've worked with really awesome mentors, you guys, very successful, you know, multimillionaire business owners. Um, but the biggest benefit I got was, you know, our current mentor right now that we're working with. Um, but it's because it's not because he's been, you know, well, he has been saying some things that are different, so to say, but for me, it was like, what clicked was, um, the energy match that, and the personality match that I had to that person. And so for me, it was like in the past, I was working with other individuals where they were giving me valuable input, but it was just like their personality and like their energies that just didn't quite match. So I definitely think that that's why I didn't get as much out of the program where I was like, Hey, like. I'm just not, you know, I don't feel like um, a part of like a community, a team, a family, um, and also just like the vibes of everything. So that's super important. But overall, like credibility for sure, like everyone in business coaching is becoming like a buzzword on social media and Instagram nowadays, like everyone and their mom is either a fitness coach or a fitness business coach, right? So really make sure that you do your, um, your research and you really like look in, you ask past clients. That's something that I did prior to going into another mentorship was like going on the phone with other people that had done it, asking about their experience, if they got their money's worth, if it was worth the investment. Um, That's another huge thing. And at the end of the day, you guys, like I said, like, did I have money to invest into mentors? No. Are they going to be expensive? Yes. Way expensive than a fitness coach, way expensive than our program. Let me tell you that. Like, yes. But at the end of the day, I was like, I don't have money. I was 18, 19 years old when I invested into this. And it was a, I remember my first business program, it was like close to like $10,000. And I was like, I don't have that just laying around. Like I'm going to college, this and this. And so what did I do? I went out and got the money. 
You know, like, again, we came from nothing. If you truly want to save time, um, you're going to make it work and you're going to find that investment and you're going to make the money, you know, and then you're going to put in the work too as well. That's another big mistake is like people hiring mentors and then thinking once I hire this mentor, I'm going to be like a six figure earner, 10K earner. Right. Um, and it's like, no, if you don't put in the work, um, you're not going to get any benefit and then you're going to be pissed and you're going to be, you know, striving around. Um, but yeah, I could go on and on about mentors and this and that. I get really passionate about it. I, you know, definitely that's something that I for sure want to get into more. Um, I'm sure Sarah will too, like business coaching and stuff because we're super passionate about it. I was telling Sarah, I'm so fucking excited for this podcast because for us, it's like all about creating impact. And this is just like a whole other form of impact that we're like creating, you know? Yep. So, yep. um, and it doesn't even feel like we're doing a job. I feel like yeah. we're just sitting and chatting. Oh yeah. Like I get so passionate, like people who've talked to me in person or whatever, like they know, like I will fucking call you out. I'll be like, why haven't you started the business? Like, why aren't you doing this, this, and this, or you could do this, this, and this. And I'm like, right now I'm like mentoring like some people for free right now. Cause again, guys, exact same thing that I did for fitness coaching. I took on people for free right now. I'm working with like you know, like two people right now that I'm just literally just been given advice and helping out. And for me, it's just like, just yeah. start, you know, um, with everything. That's how I always am. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I would say overall is just the mentors and getting out of it. Um, I think right now though, we can kind of go into like the specifics of that question to where it's like, okay, let's say you have been a coach at a gym for quite a while. Like we had, um, you really are intrigued to start your own business or maybe, um, right now, you guys, again, even if you don't know, you want to start your own business, um, you know, maybe you want to be a part of a team or you want to be a part of an online coaching business. That's another big opportunity. A lot of people don't know that they have, you know, like Sarah and I didn't even know that we could collab and do that together. You know, like maybe you don't want to have your own thing, but you're like, hey, you assistant coaches online assistant coaches are a big need right now for like a lot of like business owners and teams. And you guys. It's so fucking important to have that person. And this is me like speaking from personal experience, like that role is so important and you still get the same benefits as like a CEO or whatever, like the big buzzword is like, you still get to work remotely. You still get to do your own thing. Um, and so just remember that too, if you're not sure that you want to have your own business, but yet, you know, you don't want to work commercially in gyms, um, how we can like make that transition from going there into like starting your own thing or becoming a team. Because like Sarah and I said, we both, oh God, like we'll talk about our experience here, but it was, it was not fun for either one of us. Um, we were both threatened. We were both like manipulated. Um, we were both, you know, just, it was just shitty. And so Sarah, like, I don't know, like, I guess like for me, I, I feel like I kind of fucked it up worse for Sarah. So that was on me just because we worked at the same gym. Um, but I don't know. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? I think you should go first and then it can kind of like tail into like how I you know left and everything yeah no that's what I was thinking like it's chronological you guys it goes in order so like I said okay I made that transition to like wanting to go online right so basically what had happened though I was still doing a little bit of in-person training and stuff too like as an independent contractor though meaning like I went to a gym and I got my own clients so I was going to make this transition right because COVID happened like I literally had to make my online business happen um, everything was going well. Things started opening back up. They're like, hey, we can come back. We can start training clients again. And I was just thinking like, hey, like my online's like, it's getting pretty litty titty. Like we're taking off. 
And I'm like really fucking hating getting up at 4 a.m. and going to the gym. So I was like, hey, Sarah, like I'm going to make this happen and I'm going to leave. And so I told um, them, you know, that I was obviously quitting and they knew the gym kind of knew or like obviously had an idea from my social media and my Instagram, um, you know, that I wanted to get into online coaching and that I wanted to like have my own um, business. And so it was kind of funny because right before I left, they tried to offer me online coaching for them. Remember that? And I was just like, nah, like, this isn't what I want. Like, no way. Um, so I was like, no, I'm going to leave. Um, and so what ended up happening, happening was obviously, you know, I knew a lot of clients at that gym and I knew a lot of people. So when you're leaving, and this is especially for this person who asked this question, all your clients are going to be like, oh my God, where are you going? Like, what are you doing? Good for you. Right. Cause they're genuinely going to be nice people. I want to know where you're going. Um, and so biggest piece of advice and biggest fuck up Alicia did <laughs> was, well, it wasn't biggest fuck up. I just, honestly, guys, I just didn't give a fuck. So I, I literally told them, I was like, I'm starting my own business. I'm going to this other gym, you know, we're, I have your phone number. We can stay in contact and say anything else more. And at the time I remember, um, this like hot word because, you know, manage manager, whoever owner, must have like heard me or something. And of course I get it from there in the business. Like you guys, it wasn't me intentionally saying like, come with me and be my client. Like I'm going to steal you and poach you did not say that at all. So don't think that because I didn't. And so for them, it was very concerning because they knew I had a present, a little bit of a local presence on social media and with clients. So then they had sat me down and I, I'll never forget this. Like my manager at the time, which me, Sarah, Sarah and I were like pretty close to this guy and like to this, you know, we were pretty tight at the gym. Like we thought we were. Um, and he just sat me down. I'll never forget. He was like, Hey, like, you know, basically just telling me like, this is the exact script that you have to say to your clients, uh, when you leave. And I was kind of like, excuse me. Like, I kind of looked at him and I was like, so like, you're telling me what I can and can't say. Um, and Full transparency, this is not to be sexist, you guys, but being a woman and being like around other male management members, like this isn't for all male management members, they can make you feel um, a little bit like smaller than them, or they try to have like that dominant presence on you. And for me, even then, um, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't have that, like no fucking way. And so for me, I was just like, okay, like I was just like, whatever, um, I don't really care this and this. And then a couple of days later, I was told by like my manager's boss. So, you know, his boss basically saying like, Hey, you need to say these things to these clients and you need to like, be like, so like undercover as possible about this because, you know, you signed this contract, you know, this basically a non-compete, like you signed this non-compete, this, this, and this. And if you work with any of these clients or do anything like this, um, we're going to basically sue you or take you to court. And for me, I was just thinking, I was like, I never signed anything. I was like, I didn't remember that. So that's another thing to keep in mind where I was like, I don't really remember that. I sent it to my parents and they were like, yeah, like if you don't remember, like it's not. And again, guys, I wasn't taking it from like, I'm trying to poach clients. It was just like, for me, I'm like, it pissed me off more that they were like lying to me and trying to manipulate to me. Um, that really pissed me off to where I was like, no, you didn't, you know? And so I ended up saying like kind of calling them out and I was like so like it's I'm like totally understand would love to see a copy of that and that's key right there like keep it from that keep it professional would love to see a copy of that contract 
I never got an email back. A couple days went by. It's 9.30 at night. And I literally got a call like from my boss. And he basically, you guys, on the phone call, like admitted to like blowing smoke up my ass and just like begged me to like not take clients or do anything like that. And at the end of the day, I, again, I had no intention of taking clients. But for me, I was like, don't lie to me and don't manipulate me and don't try to scare me off by like, you know, using the contract or anything like that. That's just what pissed me off most. And so what I also found was that like, once I did say that I was leaving and doing this, this, and this, um, those people are going to be super nice to your face and say that they're happy for you and that they're supportive, but then they will talk shit about you behind your back. Um, once you leave and they will say that you're going to fail, you're not going to make it, you know? And I knew that from Sarah, obviously. And I'm just like, bitch, you don't think we talk or anything? Like they were very nice and supportive to my face, but then always remember, and, and I'm saying this to the person that asked the question, um, just because again, like I, I know all the gyms around here um, that they're snakes and that they're going to lie to your face and they're going to manipulate you. And I'm sorry, like that's not all gym members, but for this particular situation, it's the truth. And so be careful. I would say biggest, biggest thing that I learned was um, to stand your ground and still be professional, of course, but I would say be very, 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 very careful of when you're telling them like why you're leaving. Um, you know, I would even go as far as to say, like, tell them as little as possible. And I think you would agree too, Sarah. So after yep. I left, Sarah will take it away now because after I left, Sarah didn't leave for another few months. And after I left, obviously, and I called them out on not, you know, having their shit together, things obviously changed for Sarah. Yep. Yep. So, um, I can't remember when they had everyone sign new contracts. You, you must've still been there, but you must've just not signed that new contract. Maybe. Alicia. <laughs> Maybe but, not. I don't know. I did, they didn't have yeah, they, on file for me. <laughs> yeah. But so I had to sign a new contract, whatever. I had no intentions at that time to leave. So I was like, whatever. Um, and so I, you know, decided after, you know, I wasn't getting a raise. I, you know, just wasn't feeling, you know, I don't know, supported there. Um, I, you know, was chatting with Alicia on like my options and I had decided to reach out to a different gym, um, to start doing my own, um, like in-person training um like contracted or whatever and so I was looking into that and I was like okay I think you know I'm gonna go and do this and so um yeah my mistake was again telling them what I was gonna do where I'm gonna do it how I'm gonna do it all that stuff detail 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 which I oh, should not have oh um, not to interrupt you but I was just gonna say like this is I think like the biggest fuck up for us was like again we were very close um, two people at our gym, like everyone that worked there, like Sarah and I with people, we were very, very close. So our biggest mistake was thinking like, they're going to support us. They're going to really love us. And like, you know, be like, you should totally go and do this. But at the end of the day, like something her and I both didn't consider was like, it's a business and not to be mean, but the person that, that worked at our gym was a very big suck up to the bosses. So we should have known that he was going to go and like fucking stab us in the back. Yeah. And that was really hard for me because yeah. I, you know, hung out with them outside of work. We did so many things together. So it was just really hard for me to 
you know, break that apart because I'm just a very, like, I, I would say I'm like an innocent, like transparent person. Like I don't have any like malicious, like, I don't, I don't like being mean. I don't like any of that stuff. So, you know, when it came down to me being like, I think I'm going to, you know, I was talking to this person as a friend and I was like, I think I'm going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And then of course it got around and, you know, um, again, same thing that happened with Alicia, they tell you what to say and how to say it specifically. And I did that, but obviously you're going to get your clients asking you, what are you doing? Where are you going? And I, yeah, I shouldn't have said anything, but at that time, like I was just, you know, what Alicia said, like, I'm just going to start my own business, um, type of thing. And, um, I didn't, I mean, what an, the things that ended up happening after this guys, but you know, they wanted to know what I was doing, where I'm going, all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, this is my plan. Um, you know, nothing else about it and left on, I would say good terms when it came down to it. But before I left, obviously, um, I had, well, before I even decided to leave, I actually had a conversation with, um, my boss basically saying like, here is your contract. Like you're technically breaching like a non-compete in a sense, because I was, um, pursuing like a different in-person gym. And I I had no clue. I had no clue that like I had signed a non-compete. I had no clue about any of it. And I did not know like how it even works. Um, so I was like, oh dang, I actually am like breaching this. Like, dang. Um, I'm sorry, because I'm like, I had no clue that I was you know, not following. And I was like, I'm so sorry. So I sat with them and I was like, I had no clue. I'm so sorry. I, you know, had the okay from my manager that, you know, I was allowed to do this. And then now I get that I'm not supposed to do this. And I was like, yep, totally get it. And so that put me in a spot to make the decision, you know, should I leave? And I wrote down in my phone, like pros and cons. And I really just like really dove dove into it a lot deeper and, um, you know, had a conversation with my boyfriend. I was like, what should I do? And he's like, honestly, like, I think, you know what you should do. And so decided to leave and, um, yep. People are asking what I was doing, where I was going. And basically like all I said was, yeah, I'm just starting my own business and we'll see how it goes. Um, and so I left and was having people, you know, ask me, you know, like, Hey, are you doing this? Are you doing this, this, and this? And, um, you know, I, I wasn't telling them, Hey, come, come to this gym, come work with me. I was saying, you know, if, if you want to, you know, after you're done at wherever, um, feel free to, you know, message me. But if anything, like, I'm just glad that, you know, we had the chance to have our, you know, trainer client relationship. But, um, what ended up happening was, um, I got called by the boss like a week or two after I left, left. And it was fine. I was like, finally, finally done. Um, and they're basically saying, Hey, you need to stop, um, texting clients. You need to stop blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I am not reaching out to them. They're texting me and messaging me stuff. And I'm just like saying like, Hey, this is where I'm at. Like whatever. And so when it ended up happening, they sent me a letter. Um, they actually sent me the email first and then the letter came next. Basically, 
it was just a threat. Um, I found out later on that it was a threat and basically saying they were going to sue me or they were going to pursue suing me because um, I tech, I apparently had been reaching out to clients and saying, hey, come train with me, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, they 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 can reach out to me, but I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And so I knew I wasn't doing anything wrong. But then I was hearing from, you know, the trainers over um, at this other gym saying like that I was doing illegal stuff, all that stuff. And so like, I'm like, wow, all these people hate me. They think they, they have all the wrong information. Like, I'm like, I am physically not doing anything wrong. But yep, they said that they were gonna pursue um, suing me um, and that I actually technically wasn't supposed to work within like a five mile radius of any of these commercial gyms. And so that would technically mean for the next two years, I wasn't supposed to um, train at all in, in any slight of capacity, which um North Dakota is actually a right to work state or whatever it's called Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's what it's called and that like non-competes really don't um like they're not um accepted or what's it called like they're yeah it's just it's just not whatever but so I like learned that and you know I I was looking at getting my own lawyer because I'm like I'm not I'm not doing anything wrong. Help. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, I called Alicia one one night when I found out that like I was getting like when I got a call from our boss and I was like, Alicia, uh, this is happening. And like Alicia and I weren't like super, super close at the time, but like we were talking like mentor type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like because I'm like, I need to tell somebody I was like, Alicia, help. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's like, dude. Yeah, but, I'm pretty sure I told you, I'm like, literally, they can't do that, you know? So yeah. just hearing your side, I'm like, dude, and this is another like really good indicator that, you know, like, you know, you're really good fucking coach when freaking clients are texting you and wanting to freaking switch their own gym membership and going over. Like, to me, it's all about like the journey of the client. Like if you're, if the client wants to quit and go and follow this coach or go and do this, like that's completely up to the client. You know what I mean? And so well, that's when I knew, like when yep. you told me on the phone that night, you know, that like they were messaging you, they were just want- genuinely wondering because some of your clients had been with you for a really fucking long time, dude. So they were like, what the heck? Like this probably isn't Sarah. This is it. You probably weren't acting like your same normal way to, um, cause it was just like very, I remember in the time that I was leaving the two weeks, it was just awkward. Yep. Like it just gets awkward when they know that you're leaving and especially if there's tension there around like taking, you know, they think you're taking clients or poaching clients or anything like that. It's like, it's just weird. Um, and so I just knew I right at the, right at the rip there, I was like, you're fine. They're just insecure and they're trying to threaten and this and this. Um, but I would say like biggest piece of advice just for like this person that asked, I would honestly just say that like, you're, you want to quit because, you know, um, you know, if you're in college or something, that's such an easy excuse to be like, Hey, like, I just want to focus on my studies or, Hey, like, I just think that this is, you know, not something that I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, and just leave it as, as, 
very bland as possible. Um, I think it's much easier to do this transition if you are going into online coaching strictly compared to doing like more in-person work, just because if you're staying in that same local area, it's like, oh, like word does get around, you know? Um, so for this person, I know that they might do a little bit of in person, I'm not really sure, but I would say just keep it as bland as possible um, and just know all of the things that go into non-competes. So then if they do reach out to you like they did to Sarah, um, you feel very well-versed and educated on that. For me, I honestly just sent everything to my dad and I was like, my dad's just very good with contracts and shit. And I was like, I don't know anything about this stuff. Like you tell me what I should say. And like, how do we keep this professional? Um, so if you have someone like that in your life, like that's awesome. But if not, like you need to educate yourself and go out and um, know the contract that you did sign, know the legalities of a non-compete and everything around that. So then if they do come back and say, hey, like you're doing this, this and this, you can be like, they message me and just keep it very, very bland and documented too as well is what I would say. Like keep the emails, keep everything on file. Um, just to be safe. Um, but overall, that's, that's the biggest piece of advice that I wish I would have had too. was like, you know, um, just make sure that you keep things bland. Um, don't trust anyone, like, especially when you are like leaving that company, even if you have friends that are super close, don't fucking tell them, like, don't, don't go and, you know, talk about it with anyone else. Don't talk about it on social media. Um, especially if you're still with that, um, company. I remember my last day there, I made a post on my Instagram because I was like, fuck it. I'm going to tell everyone because I was just pissed anyway, but just wait and like wait a few weeks, especially if you're going to be working on a team. Um, don't announce, oh my God, I'm so excited to be working on this person's team when you're still working at that gym, obviously, or even like, you know, a couple days after leaving, I would wait a little bit longer. Um, and then maybe, you know, if you're in a private Facebook group or something like that, announce it in there. Sure. But I would wait at least a while, um, until you go public with it and do that as well. Um, that's just what I would say. And especially for this person. Um, but that's kind of the biggest thing there is yeah. it's, it's a lot harder, especially when you've been there for longer and you build relationships and rapport makes it more difficult yeah. to transition out. Yeah, but it's just overall a very tough thing to kind of navigate and go through but I mean yeah I went through the ringer with it but yeah you know at the end of the day like made me a better coach maybe a, a better person it just sucks that you know I had to lose friends you know through yeah. this experience because of a dumb commercial gym trying to yeah. be little assholes I know and I just I'm genuinely curious like if we just got it worse or if that's like pretty common for people to go through that but for us it was like you guys like we weren't poaching clients or anything it was just like we were very much so they just got very shady and very bad and um, I understand like if gyms have bad past experiences of you know I've heard stories like that where they take clients and they leave and this and this but we tried to like go about it in the most like professional, you know, half quote unquote, happy, friendly way. Um, and it just wasn't very much so reciprocated being a business owner and stuff. I understand it. I get it. But at the same time, um, it's just like, I'm not a fan of people who lie and pressure people. 
Um, and then they just are little bitches about it and just back off. Or like, once you call them out, it's like, oh, you're lying. Like, I'm just not a fan of that at all. Um, and like Sarah was saying, she apologized. So at first she had no genuine clue that, you know, she was breaking anything that she signed or anything either. And so I think that that's another thing, but that's honestly the biggest thing that I would say there is just be careful about it. Um, be, you know, try to do it in just the best way possible, but uh, I was going to say something else, but I just can't remember it right now, but that's just, it's honestly like pretty shitty, um, that we had to go through that. But at the end of the day, oh, this is what I was going to say. Sometimes karma comes back in a good way because a, a few, uh, it was literally like a month ago. I sent Sarah a voice memo right after, but I ended up seeing like my, you know, boss from that gym in a parking lot. And I was like, do, do I get out of my car right now and say something and just like say, Hey, and kill him with kindness. Or do I just stay in my car? And I was like, fuck it. I'm getting out. So I literally got out and I was like, Hey, like what's going on? Like, so fucking nice to see you. And I talked to that person and I made damn sure to let them know that we're fucking thriving and that we will not be coming back at all. And the look on their face, you guys on like, you could tell that they were like, holy shit. And I was telling them that we have more coaches. We're planning out like our event, we're traveling. And they, they had no clue that, I don't think he had any idea that Sarah and I had hooked up or anything, but I was like, yeah. And Sarah and I are working together, this, this, and this. And I was like, yep, that's the good karma enclosure that I needed. And so kill them with kindness, come back. Like I said, they're going to say that you're going to fail and then just show them your yep. success. That was like the big thing that like when you left, everyone was like, there's no way she's going to be successful in it, blah, 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 yep. blah. And I, it's just so like, we're making two, three times more than they do. Which oh is, yeah, absolutely. No, for so sure. So sad. Yeah, no. And so kind of just like in general, just to kind of summarize it up. I mean, I guess we can go through kind of just, I we kind of brush around it, but like where to start um, if you're like an aspiring coach and stuff, um, in terms of Sarah and I's journey, like, again, Sarah went to college. I didn't, um, I'm not going to sit here and be like, college isn't worth it. This isn't this. I think it really depends in general, what you're going into, what you're doing. I would say for like fitness coaching, if you want to go and get it cool, do I think it's needed? No. Like that's my personal opinion. You guys, if you disagree, that's totally fine for, for personal training, for coaching, um, no, I don't think it's worth the investment. I don't think it's worth the time. Um, I say go and get your online certification as soon as you can and just start um, getting experience right away. You know, um, I would say like yeah. starting with in-person coaching. And then if you want to go online, I would say like do like online, like for free for some clients and then go to like a gym and like start getting in-person. Is that what you'd recommend? Yep. Yep. Because I mean, that's kind of what I did when I first started out, um, like on my own, I, you know, started taking on as many clients as I could for the least amount of money. Yeah. Um, and I was trying all different types of things. Like I was trying, like, maybe I should do like a small group class. Maybe I should do this. And I tried, I tried so many different things. I tried selling just like a package of like, you know, a program type of deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, try different things because that's ultimately what helped me pick what I love to do best. Yep. And I found out like I kind of was tired of in-person training and I knew that there was more like 
depth to the online area. And so that's when I start, because actually when I first, you know, quit and started doing on my own, I was going to do all in person and like touch on the online stuff because I'm like, oh yeah, I love in-person coaching, blah, 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 blah. But once you hit that online space, your money is like, you're not, you're not capped in the slightest. (laughs) I know. I remember like literally when Sarah told me that, like she was going to go in person. I was like, dude, don't fucking do it. I was like, do some online, like, don't do it. Cause I was like, I was already doing a little bit of in-person and I was like, man, online is where it's at. And that's when I was like working with some mentors and stuff, but it's different. Like when you're used to in-person, like we were, it's like, that's where, that's where I'll, I'll always say that in-person was where my root or my, my roots were, it's where everything started. And you always have like that little bit of love to it. You know, of like, this is where I started as a coach. This is where it was built. Um, but also kind of just getting a sense of both. You're also going to get a better idea of what type of clientele you want to work with. Um, in gyms, commercial gyms, you're, you're going to get your clients. You don't get to choose who you want to work with. However, the really awesome part about that is you get to know what clients you love working with and which ones you fucking hate. And so that also goes in turn of like, um, just setting your up for eventually like your niche of people that, um, you want to work with, you know? Um, and then the nice part about the online is, especially if you get, if you become like a nutritionist, like certified nutritionist or something, or start doing some sort of like nutrition advice for people, you also get more experience there, but then you get to know what type of nutrition cases and clients that you want to work with too. And that's something that like a lot of gyms, commercial gyms aren't going to let you do because it's liability on their end. And they're like, no, you can't give meal plans out macro plans. I remember I told the gym there, I gave out meal plans to my clients because I was like, they need it. And it's a big part of getting results. And I was like, if they want to sue, you can literally have me sign a thing saying that I'll take full responsibility for it. Like I literally did that (laughs) because I was like, they need to get it for results. But I would highly recommend both in that sense. Um, because eventually if you do start your own business or you're looking for a team to be a part of, you need to know your marketplace and you know, the clients that you want to take on in the beginning. Sarah and I were both like, we'll just help everyone. We'll just take on everyone. We want to help everyone. Right. And it's just like, fuck no, like that's going to mess up who you're marketing to, who you're speaking to. And again, that's a whole other podcast, you guys. So like, please let us know if you want us to go more into depth about like figuring out your niche and your market and everything like that. Um, Cause that was a big thing for me. Like I probably changed my niche at least like three times before we stuck um, with our current one and kind of got the ball rolling with everything. Um, but that's the biggest thing there. I I would say, honestly. Yeah. I like, I just fully stand behind getting that, um, experience before you try to start, you know, a business or join a team because, you know, I thought for the longest time I was like in person, I love in person with all these people. Cause that's what I started out with. And that's all I ever knew. Um, but there's so many different training styles, so many different like people out there. So like I went from doing in-person, doing a whole bunch of like different types of people, like young, old, men, women type of stuff. And then I went to a gym where, you know, I would say 80% of the, you know, clientele was women. And it was like a group um, hit style workout class. And that was so different than the weight training, um, not really circuit but like that type of stuff so like noticing the difference between those types of workouts um the different types of gyms like that really helped me when I you know 
finally decided like, okay, um, I like both of these, but I don't love both of these. Um, and then once I got into like the online space and, you know, started doing it this way, I definitely fell in love with this aspect of it just because I, I feel like we create stronger relationships with our clients in this online space because we we ask more questions we deal with a lot more like intense stuff um so yeah I would just say get as much freaking experience in all different kinds of training and all that stuff before you kind of like figure out like okay this is what I want to do because I genuinely enjoy it because trust me once you start a business like you have to know 110 percent that like what you're doing or the type that you're doing is what you love because if you don't love it you're gonna you're not gonna want to work on your business you're not gonna want to you know keep grinding every single day because your dream isn't you know you're not working for your dream at that point you're just working for oh I want to own a business yeah you know? yep I just want like that little signature I want to go around on my Instagram and be like oh I'm starting a business or I'm an online coach or this or this everyone loves saying that that they're an online coach um, but no one likes doing the work behind it. Um, there's a lot when it comes to an online coaching business. I think a lot of you probably even our clients, think, oh, must be nice. We're just sitting on trainer eyes and doing check-ins and this and this. And it's like, no, like there is a shit ton of back-end stuff, you guys, when it comes to online businesses and systemizing everything and courses and everything that we're coming out for our clients. Um, and I think that's another big misconception is a lot of people think like, oh, in-person is more valuable um, because you get to see the person, you know, in person and have that relationship, this and this. I used to think the same exact thing. I was like, what if I can't provide for my clients as much online and I'm not going to give them as, as good of a service, you know? Um, and that's a big um, limiting belief right there. Uh, you can actually provide them more because you're giving them nutrition. For us, we're giving them education. We're giving them more direct support. Um, and that's another thing too that you can even start thinking about as you work with more and more clients is like, what is the support that they need? What's the education that they need? And that's going to help you build out your overall program rather than just giving them, you know, some workouts and a meal plan, you know? So that's why, you, like Sarah said, you really have to love it because it's a lot of fucking work, especially when it comes to like marketing and um, sales and backend systems and stuff. And that's why it's so important to, if you're going to be a part of a team, it's like, that's the awesome part because it's like, you can have people already there who are in their strengths, but if you're on your own wanting to start your own business, in the beginning, it's like, you better get fucking ready to wear like 20 different hats, you know? Um, and so for me, that's why I knew uh, right when I got up to, I had about like close to 70 clients um, on my roster by myself. And I, before starting like hiring out and my mentor, like Sarah said, was like, Hey, like I was like getting to the point where I was like, I'm, you know, I'm signing clients but I'm fucking hating that I'm signing new clients because this is a lot of work. And my mentor was like, it's time to outsource. And I was like, no, it's not, it's not going to happen. I'll just do like group programs or something. Um, but then that's when I knew like right away, it's all about thinking about who you're going to, who, who's the person that has um, your strengths that you don't have, you know, what's, what's a person that has my, my weakness. Well, what's my weakness is that person's strength, you know, that you can fill into the business. And that's why I knew that, Sarah and I would be such an amazing fucking fit because I love the business side of things. I love the marketing. I love the sales. I love the systems. Sarah loves the coaching. She loves making that connection with her clients, building out programs and this and this. And I was like, I fucking hate that. <laughs> I mean, I like coaching, but I'm like, I hate 
doing the programming. I hate doing this, this, and this and recipes. And Sarah is so fucking good at that. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, if we went together, <laughs> I remember Sarah telling me like, she was like, God, I just don't really like sales calls or anything. And I was like, dude, like literally we, we can do this. Like we can make this work. And so that's another thing too, I think is if you are going to be your own like business owner, I think the biggest mistake people make, and this is way further down the road, you guys, but just something again, that was a big eye opener for me was like, not doing it like, oh, I should go into business with a friend or someone that, you know, it's just like my friend or this or this, like Sarah and I were like barely friends when we started together. Like we like just started talking a little bit. Um, and so it, it's really important to hire the person that's going to help you like propel your business in the right direction. And then, you know, you might end up getting like super close to that person and vibing, you know, like Sarah and I have. Um, but overall, that was the biggest eye opener for me <laughs> was, um, kind of just knowing and looking where, you know, you need to do support, but in the beginning, be prepared that you're going to have to do all that yourself. And if you're just like, damn, I don't know where to start, or I don't know what to do or anything like that. Um, that's when you know that you need, um, to look into like getting a mentor and getting support and stuff yep. like that. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I could literally talk about this all day, dude. Like there's so many aspects of business and stuff that I'm just fucking love talking about, but we just thought that this was like such a good topic and we hadn't done anything on business or coaching or anything kind of specific. So we were super excited to do this episode today um, and kind of just bring you guys a different sort of topic and value. And I hope you guys like enjoyed this um, episode. Let us know. I mean, I'm genuinely curious to know if people are going to get value outside of this. I hope so, because I would love to do some more business ones and really like get into it and stuff like that as well. Um, if you guys have any business questions, anything like that, feel free to like shoot us a DM on Instagram and stuff too. <laughs> I'm like feeling like very, very called to be like, oh, shoot us a DM if you want to like be a part of like a, a free little mentorship group or something. I don't know why, but we have no systems or anything for that. But okay, like low key, you guys, and I, I didn't genuinely didn't expect to do this there at all. But if you guys are like aspiring coaches, or you know that like you want to be like a part of a team, or like potentially start your own business, please shoot like me or Sarah a DM on Instagram. Um, because I think her and I need to just say fuck it and like start like kind of like starting to like coach some people up and mentor some people like genuinely I didn't expect to do yeah. that but I'm like so passionate after this episode and I know that that's like another step for us in terms of like what we want to do together so shoot us a dm like we'll see if we get any um I genuinely want to see because yeah. like we want to take on some people for like basically I don't even fucking know free probably just to start and then build you guys out and kind of just oh, help, yeah. you know yeah so I'm I'm definitely game. Yeah. But yeah, you heard it here on the podcast, you guys. And so we'll see what next week's episode is. 14 already. We might have to start like a season once, a new season once we get to 20 or something. And That'd be fun. Out. Yeah. Or we could make a business series. We could do that too to like organize them. We'll That'd be series. fun. Yeah. Yeah. But let us know, you guys. Um, I hope you guys got value out of this. Um, you know, we're super excited just to continue bringing you guys more value to coaches and everything for this person who asked this question, uh, feel free to shoot us a message. If you need absolutely anything, you fucking got this. Uh, we know it's stressful, but we're here to support you, um, in any way possible, dude. So don't hesitate to reach out. And yeah, I think that's basically it. I think, goddamn, this podcast is going to be a little bit longer, but that's okay. <laughs> 
I think we're good. You good, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll see you guys on episode 14. Thank <laughs> you.